Good morning, everyone. I want to salute you into finding my podcast. I want to salute you because I know it is the spirit that's within you that's giving you the hunger to seek and seek, knock and knock, that will open up the truths of the gospel. So today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem, we have been told in the past, well, I've been told in the past, that the new Jerusalem has streets of gold made out of pearls, gems, diamonds, sapphires, and, you know, many things like that. Uh, they had told us it's going to come up from the sky and it's going to come down to earth. And, um, well, this study is going to be meat of the word. So if you still can chew the cud, listen carefully. If you can't chew the cud, listen to this carefully, which means listen with a sincere heart and open mind. Listen with the peace of Christ, the love of Christ, the love of Father God in you. Okay? So the New Jerusalem, a quasi-natural spiritual city that will float down out of the heavens above the end of the world. Or at the end of the world. And they've also said a city that is made out of gems and silver and streets of gold. Well, can I encourage you to rethink that just a bit? Of course, there is a heaven, if we are talking about in His presence, is fullness of joy at His right hand are pleasures evermore. And that's found in Psalm 1611. But the New Jerusalem was never about going to heaven. It was simply a synonym for, for how everyone would belong to the community of the presence of Father God on earth. The New Jerusalem, which was the Church of Philadelphia, Revelations 3 verse 1 says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. <clears throat> he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. Here's a new, another promise to those prior to the fall of Jerusalem in A.D. 70. The overcomer was the one who held to Christ, or held to Christ, and did not return to the Jewish temple system that would come to ruin by the destruction of the Romans. Such Some suggest that these, that these in Asia Minor would not be affected, but that isn't true. The Romans marched right through this area on the way to Jerusalem. One perspective, the futurist perspective of Revelation, believes that Jesus is returning to rebuild Jerusalem, re-establish the sacrifices, and build a natural kingdom here on earth. But here are some things for you to think about. Remember Saul? God wanted to be God wanted to be their king and the prophet Samuel wept because they wanted an earthly king like the other nations. 
it was never God's original intention for the earthly king, but rather a spiritual king. Can you imagine leaving heaven where you have perfect, eternal access to Father God, Son, and Spirit, unhindered by any limitations? And then you come back to earth and set up a physical kingdom, and then you have to make an appointment to see Jesus if you want to spend time with Him. Paul said, hey, Paul said it is the natural first, then the spiritual. Natural king, spiritual king. Natural Jerusalem, spiritual Jerusalem. The author of Hebrews say, says that they, are, they were looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. They looked forward to a spiritual reality, a citizenship in heaven, better than earth. When we read Paul in Galatians, he speaks of two Jerusalems, one which is Jerusalem above, which is like Sarah, and the other is the Jerusalem below that was like the bondwoman or Hera. And then he says it was time for the bondwoman to be cast out. Jesus said he was taking the kingdom from Jerusalem. Genesis says Jesus was going to take the scepter from Judah. So here is Jesus in Revelation promising them they will permanently be a part of the new Jerusalem in which they will go out no more. They will never have to flee this city. They would always be in this city. Here is the fulfillment in AD 70. Listen carefully. Revelations 21 verse 2. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of, the, out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Notice verse 2 gives us the symbolism, and verse 3 gives us an explanation of it. <clears throat> Did you see what he said about the New Jerusalem? The New Jerusalem isn't a physical city. It isn't located in a place in the Middle East. The New Jerusalem is when God came down and began to tabernacle with men. It is humanity as the tabernacle of God, the temple of the Spirit. It is mankind. All men, all women, all children. Mankind. He says how this works. The tabernacle is with men not believers. Did you hear that? It says, the tabernacle is with men, not believers. Not with Jews, not with Gentiles, but with mankind. You and you, you and you and you are the new Jerusalem. The city of peace is made up of people. Many who don't know it yet. Many are unable to see it. But Father God is here dwelling with and in mankind. The New Jerusalem is a network Father God created by joining everyone in the Spirit. But some still don't see it. Some don't know yet. And that's where we have failed as pastors. As leaders, as evangelists, as so-called apostles, as so-called prophets, as so-called teachers, we have failed 
in letting them know who they are. They are the new Jerusalem. Father God created Father God created by joining everyone together in spirit. And the Jasper walls, that is us. And the pearl gates, that is us. And the streets of gold, those are all descriptions of the people of Father God joined together by the presence of Father God dwelling among us. It is a network of relationships. It is the community of mankind. Listen carefully. Remember I said, you have to listen to this with an open mind, an open heart, at peace, and with love. Because the truth, the truth will make your baby leap. Paul's perspective. Paul said in Galatians 4 verse 21, tell me who, tell me, you who desire to be on the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bond woman, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through promise, which things are symbolic. For these are the two so, the two covenants, the one from the Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. <coughs> Excuse me. For this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise. But as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the Scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not hear with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Paul compares the Jerusalem, which is, which now is, the Jerusalem that existed physically in Paul's day to the bondwoman, who gives birth to bondage. But there was another Jerusalem, the one above that is the mother of all, everyone, Jew, Gentile, male, female, etc., etc., etc. Soon, from Paul's vantage point, the old bondage, base Jerusalem was going to be cast out, which was completed, finished in A.D. 70 when Jesus Christ came in his second coming. Do you see how beautifully this fit together? All mankind is part of the new Jerusalem now, not later, not tomorrow, not in the future. It is now. Look at the gold in others, the gems that they are, the pearls which they display, you are the treasure that was hid in the field of the world under all the dirt. But Jesus was the one who gave everything that he might save you or have you. Many don't see this. And we got leaders out there reading Revelation. I'm not going to say in the wrong way they just have not seen it you might say how can I see the how can I see the treasure 
in people? How can I uh, see the gold in others, the gems that they are, the pros which they display? How can I see that? Well, maybe you're looking through the wrong eye. Maybe you're not looking through the eye of God, of Father God. Maybe you're looking through the eye of the natural eye. Remember, Christ said you can have a single single vision, single eye. So, yeah, you might say, well, people are doing a lot of evil things. They're doing this, they're doing that, they're killing, they're... Sure, that's where we have failed as leaders. Go out and tell them who they are. But now, they're all working towards their biggest building. They're all working towards the biggest congregation that has ever existed. They're all working towards being the number one in TBN. They're all working towards a name for themselves. And if you don't believe me, just look at all the leaders in the church today. They all want to be themselves on top of others. Christ is ahead. If you on earth are calling yourself that um, that somebody has to submit to the head and, and the authority of the church, well, guess what? That is Christ. But if you're, if you're saying that because you're the pastor and if they don't submit to you because they are hearing the truth and they walk away from you, that doesn't mean they're not submitting to you. They're submitting to the head, which is Christ. They are the body of Christ. And they can move about anywhere they want to go. They can go here and there. They can do as long as they're under the authority of Christ. You have no authority over them. And no, they don't need to submit to you. They, they, they can listen to you to the word. But if you, your word that you're speaking, the word that you are speaking doesn't feed their spirit, believe me. They're going to search to, they're going to go and search and seek the place where they're going to be fed. That's just the way it is. If you go to a, a restaurant that doesn't have what you like, don't you go seeking another restaurant to find what you like and then you sit down and eat? And you enjoy it. And then you come back again the next week to the same restaurant because you enjoy their food. Well, guess what? That is the same thing that's happening to many people. It is not a falling away. It is not a walking away from faith. It is that they are listening to the truth. They are finding truth in other people. Which is the body of Christ. We're all together in this. We're all as one. Even though. He committed a murder. Let's just say. Oh that man committed a murder. Well he he didn't know who he was. 
he was operating in the lowest consciousness of who many walk in. But once you realize, if that person will realize who they are in Christ, they won't be walking in a low consciousness. They'll be walking in the Christ consciousness, which means they will be understanding, they will know, they will ascertain from the truth of who they are in Christ. Religion cannot wipe away your tears. And I'm going to tell this to a lot of you. Religion will not wipe away your tears.